and welcome to the Happily Ever After Cold Case Podcast. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Marissa, distant cousins who take on distant cases. Come with us as we explore the crimes of legendary tales of the past. We are fourth cousins, but in the world of Jews, that could mean double second cousins too. Anyway, we take all cold cases, even the really old ones, seriously. No stone unturned. That being said, we're not comedians, just naturally funny Jews. It's literally in the DNA. What's up? What's up? How's it going, cuz? It's going. It's going, going. It's cold, which is yeah. making me happy. It's cold. It's rainy. Oh, it's rainy. See, we got sunshine. I'm in, no, I'm in my element. Yeah. I want the fog. I do too. Yes. But at yes. least it's freezing cold. It is absolutely uh, cold. Not as cold as it's it's going to be in the Arctic Circle, there but it's frost. really, really cold. There was frost yes. this morning. It was perfect. Yes. 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 Amy had to scrape my windows yesterday for me. Yes. 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 It was lovely. Lovely, lovely, yes. lovely. So what you got for me in this cold? It's almost Halloween. So uh, yes. Let's yeah. uh let's get scared. Well, well actually so we are recording right before Halloween. By the time this is published and this goes out, it'll be right after Halloween. So right around, you know, yeah. taking the, the So ke- the, keep your scary two, in between the two. Right. And keep so keep your your sc- desire for scary, you know, there and uh and we'll we'll oblige. We'll provide we'll this for you. Because let's be honest, some like crimes are just going to be scary to begin with, but some of them are exactly. just creepy. Like some of them are exactly. gross. Some of them we have the big ick. Others yeah. are just creepy. And yeah. and you know this one, this one is creepy. It's it's it very is. it's got the creep factor. It does. Yeah, it does have it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm so ready. Fun fact: it takes it, it actually occurred here in the United States. Ooh, in the United States, yes, an American one in the United States. Yes right after the revolutionary war so it was actually the united states when it occurred not still one of the colonies hmm. all yeah, right this sounds something you probably got a lot a of information on post-revolutionary war just a few so that actually is important to note because there's some information here about some of the history that does have some relevance to the war and, and it sounds like we're because of the, the timeline of this this case. It it sounds like we're probably going to have a lot more information to go on. Yes, yes. It was okay. thankfully a lot of written well, records, well documented. Yes, well documented, well written. Um, the uh, let's see this this investigator here, a Washington Irving. Uh, it looks like an investigator investigator Irving, I believe. I, I don't think he was oh, a captain it, at this point. I think he was still an investigator. Yeah, it was okay, lived, li- and lived in Washington. No, no, his name is Washington. Oh, that's a weird. First he name. lived in New York. Yeah, this oh, Washington lived in okay. New York. That's odd. Well, I guess his parent. I guess it didn't sound right to name him New, New York, York Irving. Irving. No. Yeah. Could you imagine okay. your name is New York and you live in New York? That's weird. That'd be weird. That is weird. Yeah. yeah, and Washington wasn't a state at this point, so it's not like he could go out. Out west. Oh, true, true. Good point. Yeah. So I think I think Good he's point. okay. Yeah. But okay. he he took excellent notes, wrote up a really really detailed report, and has some really really good, uh, detailed eyewitness statements as well. So I was really really able to get a good sense of what happened here. Um, but even with all that, there are still some some unsolved crimes. So this not only is this just a cold case with. Mm-hmm no resolution i mean i'm sorry not even it's not just an old case it is a mm-hmm. cold case with no resolution which wow. is by yeah. definition a cold case that's right aren't you the bright one so bright apparently that that law degree is paying off it Finally. is yeah well you're making your mother proud okay so uh, <laughs> all right let's go what you got what, what do I got? Well, so scare me. 
<laughs> I mean, you are generally pretty scary to begin with. So I don't know if that's possible, that's but I will that's try true. to not be scared. And and to all of our listeners, thank you for bearing with us with as scary as Marissa can be. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, from the listless repose of the place and the peculiar character of its inhabitants, who are descendants from the original Dutch settlers, this sequestered glen has long been known by the name of Sleepy Hollow. A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere. Wait, is that... Is, this guy's... This, this investigator is pretty eloquent for he's a cop. very eloquent. He I mean, is. not to disparage cops, but he's... This guy's eloquent. You know, I, I know that town. I, I, yeah, I went through that town... Um, just recently when I was coming back from, on my way back from Niagara Falls, the town of Sleepy Hollow, New York. It is, it's it's quaint. Beautiful town, beautiful covered bridges. Quaint. I like it. Covered bridges are important. They are. All my photographs Mm -hmm. of covered bridges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're important in. in this case because there are certain legends that, some of the covered bridges, at least one in particular, has some type of protection or or serves as some kind of border. So now going back okay. to this town right after the Revolutionary War in about 1790, this was still a pretty small town, mostly settled by Dutch settlers. Okay. And it, like many towns in New York at that point, they there tended to be a lot of mystery, a lot of um, superstition. You know, these are small towns. These are people who have just gone through a large war, who have broken away from England. Um, education may not be the most readily available here. So superstition is sort of taken as fact. And this is just one of those towns where that superstition was more factual. Do you know what year this happened? Seventeen ninety, yeah, seventeen ninety. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's quite some time after the Salem witch trials, but but mm-hmm. I, I would think that that superstition and that fear still was commonplace. Yes, it was. It was very common, okay. and I think in this case, it, it is it is un- unfortunate that that it was a cold case but i wonder if that belief in the superstition and that just uh that 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 firmly the general mindset yeah mindset yeah yeah, may have actually been utilized to harm someone to harm to harm a victim well you know and that happened i mean going back to the salem witch trials that that you know those were those were obviously kangaroo courts um the salem witch trials were that you know uh, you know you throw throw a woman into the water if she drowns she's not a witch great you've killed her none of it makes sense so yeah there 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 are some pretty crazy beliefs out there and i would imagine you know these beliefs didn't just go away overnight i would imagine that they stayed for quite some time in, in the, the local psyche. Yes. Yeah, they did. I mean, at least until 1790, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in this, in this town, there are lots of these sort of superstitious beliefs, including like different, um, different ghosts, different hauntings. Uh, But specifically there is this legend of someone called a headless horseman. Now he was apparently uh, a Hessian mercenary. So Hessians were, um, I guess, of German descent, and they is that were... is it Hessian or Hessian? I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure. I don't actually. know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure of the pronunciation on that one. So. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with Hessian. Okay, Hess. sounds good. Hess. Hess. Like a hiss. Yeah, like a hiss. Like hiss. Snake. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah, so it works. So they yeah. they were mercenaries who did fight actually did fight in the revolutionary war they were you know just like his mercenaries are they were they were paid Mm -hmm. and they fought for money so this is just one of those men and 
apparently this, this mercenary was killed. Now, there were some stories about him being killed in battle when a cannonball struck his head off. Oh. There, yeah, pretty, pretty bad way to die. That's gruesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's another story that he was killed by a former lover. So, you know, murder. That's a crime. Yes, murder right there. Thank you. Although, note, losing his head by a cannonball, while more gruesome, is not murder. No. He was at war. Right. Well, and we also don't know, you know, who who actually fired the cannonball. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So no one really knows how he died. Just that he died and he lost his head. And this is important because part of the legend is that this Hessian mercenary will ride out at night to either look for his head, which is which is missing, and that kind of goes hand in hand with the story about him losing it to a cannonball or that's him going out in search of his former lover, his murderer to, to exact revenge. But either way, that would be a crime too. That would be a crime because one, one crime does not, does not make right another crime. So you can both, exactly. you can both be guilty of crimes. So that's he right. Goes and even as, although I, I, I would wonder how would we prosecute a ghost? Mm, good point. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that would that would be a tough one. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure people have been prosecuted in absentia, so perhaps it would be that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know if they did that back then. Yeah. I have no I idea. Don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'm I'm sure they could try. They, I mean yeah. they, they believed he was he was out and about. So either yeah. way, he is apparently his his headless headless horseman ghost is out and about riding along on his also dead horse, looking for his head, doing uh doing his thing, doing his business. Creepy, creepy. And and, and I have a lot of people seen this. They, they I'm imagining more than one person has witnessed this because I'm skeptical. I you know it, it's not that I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen one. So mm-hmm. for me, the jury's out. Right. Right. So here's the thing with a town that whose whose inhabitants generally believe in a lot of different superstitions and ghost stories. People might claim they've seen it, but have they actually seen it or are they just saying they've seen it or have they actually seen it or have do they know someone who who claims they know someone who claims they saw it? You know, and is it based on hysteria? Right, right. Is it is it yeah. hysterical? Is it just this generalized fear, this generalized belief yeah. that sort of rebounds within yeah. each other and, and and gives gives credibility by retelling? I don't I you know, I don't know. But um these people really truly believed that he was one of many ghosts in Sleepy Hollow and that he was one of the more malicious ghosts in Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. Well, Evil you know, intentions. if you're if you're a former mercenary and you're dead, especially if you were mm. murdered by a former lover, um, yeah, uh, you know, I'd be I'd be kind of upset too, personally. And yeah, I'm already feeling enough. kind of murdery because my job is literally go fight a war for money. So yeah, you know. So he's so, so he's he's in the he's in the mood to murder to begin with. Yeah, yeah, he's feeling kind he's of a mercenary murdery to begin with. Yeah, he yeah. likes killing. He does. Likes the money, likes the killing. Kind of like uh, John Wick, but maybe a little less suave. And, and, and not uh, yeah, as animal yeah. friendly. Right. And, and, and not as uh, cool at disarming people. And yeah, because, well, you know, muskets. Right. It, yeah, mus- not as yeah, cool. Just, yeah. No, no. Yeah. You know, at that point, just go with your sword because... Yeah. But you know, muskets single use until you reload. It's just it's too cumbersome. It's it, they're a they're a hassle. Oh, terrible. Well, so this this case starts off obviously with this this background that we just discussed. This superstitious town full of fairly new Dutch settlers. Um, all of these ghost stories that that the people in the town do firmly believe. And 
they, the town, like many towns in New York at this point and other types of New England towns, were growing. And as they were growing, they needed additional people in town to sort of fulfill different jobs. Yeah. So there's a, a man moves in. He's called in and he, he fills this job post for schoolmaster named uh, Ichabod Crane. It's a very odd name, isn't that? Ichabod. Ichabod, yes. Very itchy, strange itchy, name. Are you sure it was, it's not Itchy Body? A guy well, named Crane no, with an no Itchy why. Body? There's no Y at the end. That's uh, a weird name. I, so uh, yeah, I've never heard that kind of name before. It's very weird. Huh, okay. You know, maybe, right. maybe Investigator Irving was kind of happy to see that name because... Now, his name wasn't the oddest. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There. I, th- I wonder if I that, so. uh, you know, I wonder if that was a nickname he gave him. Maybe. Yeah. Now, because yeah. he does state in the report, and especially based on some other witness statements, he does a, a generalized description of Mr. Crane. And he is described as this sort of lanky, tall, almost like bird-like man. And I kind of get hearing the name Ichabod. It makes me think of, you know, just. A lanky person. Yeah. Lanky. Yeah. yeah, Tall, lanky. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. Good point. Maybe it was a nickname. Yeah. Whatever his real name was, Mr. Crane moves into Sleepy Hollow to fulfill that job posting. And he fits right in. He is this you know, kind of quiet dude, but he is also very superstitious, just like okay. many of, of the townspeople. And he's kind of, you know, he's a nice enough guy per all of these different reports. And mm-hmm. he kind of helps out a little bit, you know, not not doing any like heavy lifting or heavy labor on some sure. of the farms in this farming community, but, you know, still helping out a bit, still. Like a, hand, like a, a handyman? Um, not quite a handyman. Um more just like someone who was generally useful like when he wasn't doing his schoolmaster duties he was just kind of about just a nice guy yeah nice guy yeah yeah nice guy and uh he he also so not only was he just kind of like a generalized nice guy Mm -hmm. he also there's a report in here from one of the one of the women in town that says that he got along very very well with a lot of the older wives and he ended up spending a lot of time with them gossiping talking about different superstitions um and I, I guess he was just really into that I mean so much so uh, uh, that it was actually something that was reported about him did yeah. he was he fooling around with these women you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's not hmm. there. But so he's helping the men, a... and he's uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> he's chatting up, chatting okay. up the wives. Yeah, chatting he's a up younger their wives. man chatting up these older wives. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Funny story. Uh, none of the older women that he was supposedly chatting up have left a statement. That's interesting. So none mm. of them have mm. uh, left any statements. Um, I mean. It, it, you know that this is another thing that comes to mind. So the way Mr. Irving, the, the investigator, uh, describes him, you would think he is somewhat of an unattractive man, but it seems like these women at least liked his company for some reason. So that's yeah. a bit suspect. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He may not have been physically attractive. But he, there was he, something he may about have compensated him. for that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Because he, uh, yeah, this, this, this witness indicates that he was a, a that he had a quote unequaled appetite for the marvelous, which is only increased by his stay in the spellbound region of Sleepy Hollow, and. He was a source of fearful pleasure for all of these old wives. Fearful pleasure. What in the world? Yes. Uh-huh. 
What now, in the world does now, fearful this witness, pleasure mean? This witness goes on to say that he and that he and the old Dutch wives love to chat about the marvelous tales of ghosts and goblins, and haunted locations, and especially the tale of the headless horseman, or as they liked to call it, the galloping Hessian of the Hollow. Love to chat about it. So that's all that this witness says. But it leaves a lot is he gay? imagination. Is he, is he gay? I see. Mm, I don't. Well, I'm not sure. He does. Because he, it doesn't seem to be. There's a lot of. It doesn't seem to be that he's necessarily hitting on these women. Is he? But though? he loves their company. And they, they all seem to like his company a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, fearful pleasure. Like. Fear, oh, yeah. Fearful you know, pleasure. What does that mean? I mean what does that what is what, what what would that even mean in the 1700s? Fearful pleasure. If any of our listeners are um into linguistics, yeah. please contact us cuz I yeah, I please. really want to know what yeah. I want to know what that is cuz I'm Yeah, me too. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I think that's a very PC That's a P- weird term. PG word to use. Yeah, fearful yeah. pleasure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But so, okay. So I'm not sure if he's gay or if he's not. And here's why. So while he's there, he mm-hmm. and um, there, there's another young man that that is local to the town, uh, Abraham Van Brunt. And they okay. are both competing for the affections of a young woman named Katrina Van Tassel. Now, her father. Oh, okay, okay. Right, but here's why I'm not sure. Now, her father is a very, very wealthy wealthy farmer named Mm -hmm. Baltus Van Tassel. And whoever marries her, well, they're Dutch. So anyone who marries Mm. her inherits the fortune. Ah. Now, obviously. Right. And obviously, you know, if you're not into women, you're going to, you know, you're so, but no, you're into money, you're into money, um, you know, and you don't want to be, you're in a small town that's very, very superstitious. You kind of get weird, funny looks and, but like not in a friendly way, in a potentially right. dangerous way, if you're that old guy who's still single. So yep. if you're going to have to get married, you might as well marry someone who's super rich. Exactly. Right. It's not like, it's not like even if he was gay, he was going to, in the 1790s, was going to be able to run a, you know, meet a man and run away with him. Right. Well, you know, unless, unless he, unless he did what Rip Van Winkle did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Just disappear for 20 years and come back and, oh, I just woke up. And come back and, hi, I'm here. You were living your life with your lover, but okay. Yeah. I mean, he could have. Yeah. But here, you know, so, so I don't know. We don't maybe know. He though. was gay. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was courting Katrina because he loved her. Or maybe he was courting her because she was going to be super, super rich. Or yeah. maybe it was a bit of both. Or maybe he yeah. had the hots for Abraham Van Brunt and he was in a weird triangle. That could be too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was trying we to don't make know. like a throuple it, and it doesn't, like a say, it doesn't say anything and, about this in the case notes. Well, no, no, I mean, I don't think Mr. Irving here was, was sort of the, the best at reading, <laughs> at reading romantic visions here. Read, I, I did, he didn't read the tea leaves. <laughs> he, he did not read the tea leaves, which should have been the first thing to do in this kind of town. But I also don't think, you know, given that time, that sort of like level of homophobia, that mm-hmm. if Mr. Creighton was gay, or was at least bi, I don't yeah. think investigator Irving would have would, would have, have made that notation that. or, or, or at yeah. least at yeah. least would have wrote, written that down I don't think so yeah yeah so either although, way although although maybe that's what fearful pleasure means oh yeah maybe he was chatting up all these old wives because they had younger sons uh-huh mm-hmm I mean, because like, about that. They don't have old husbands. No one wants the old wrinkled up. Yeah. Because because the, the the fear that fearful. I keep going back to that fearful pleasure. How, how, how that those two words don't even belong together in a sentence unless it's something of the time that really was frowned upon or looked at as you know. Uh, 
you know, whatever, uh, illegal, uh, unnatural, whatever, um, you know, we're talking about 1790 here. So mm -hmm. who knows? It is possible. I mean, anything's possible. Well, not anything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, well, yeah. 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 So he and this Abraham Van Brunt are in competition for Katrina. He continues on working. Um, it looks like it begins to escalate because there are some reports in here from investigator Irving that Van Brunt had tried to get Crane into a physical altercation to try to settle things and try to, you know, do the toxic masculine thing and fight it out. But it looks like Crane didn't play into that and there was no physical confrontation. So okay. we can say no crime there because there's no fight. No crime. No assault. Nope. No assault. Nope. But it, it does look like it, it still led to a lot of tension and not the good kind. A lot of tension and eventually things sort of come to a head at this Halloween party in October. Well, I say Halloween party. It was a party at the time, All Hallows Eve. They didn't really have Halloween at the time. They People celebrated All Hallows Eve and then All Saints Day on November 1st. So they were celebrating that at this late October celebration. So no, no decorations and no candy, but yeah, basically this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. bobbing for apples and, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Right. No apple bobbing. People thought yeah. was fun 300 yeah. years ago. So at this event, there are several witness statements that indicate that uh, Mr. Crane asked Katrina to marry him and that she turned Ooh. him down. Oh. Yeah, she turns him down and he leaves the party now feeling kind of bad and he starts going home on his horse. On his way home, he starts passing some different spots. You know, it's dark, it's cold. Anyone who's been in central or upstate New York knows it gets kind of foggy Brutal. when it's cold yeah. and dark outside. It's, you know, there's a lot of dew. There's a lot of, of rain. Things dry out. There's still a lot of fog. Yeah. So he's, he's going home on his horse in that dark, foggy atmosphere. And he's feeling pretty bad. And he starts passing all of these different spots that, in the past, he had believed were haunted or were ghost spots, you know, the different things that mm -hmm. he discussed with all of those old Dutch wives with that, you know, fearful pleasure and right. all these different ghost stories that were passed around. And, and he apparently believed them all. So he's continuing on. And Mr. Irving, granted, this isn't really supported by fact, but it does appear that Mr. Irving is at least postulating that at this point, Mr. Crane is begin beginning to become fearful. Mm. And he continues. And at this point, this is where it gets a little weird. So he is passing this bridge, which was near uh, an old Dutch burial ground around town. And in this report... And in witness reports, not eyewitness, because no one actually saw this, but right. in, in reports of, from people who were in the area who heard things, described um, hearing or even like seeing like little bits and pieces of a horseman that had this sort of oddly, oddly shaped body, very odd proportions, and Turns out that it was it was someone who was headless. It was a headless horseman. Wait, what? Okay, so yeah. oh wait. So this is just another person that's witnessed this now. Well, so we or don't have at anyone least claims who, to have seen it. Yes, claims to have seen it. We don't have anyone who is who is a direct eyewitness to what happened to Ichabod Crane. All we have okay. are a couple of different townspeople, some of whom were drunk, who saw from a distance. Sure. Who, who, you know, again, it, it's dark, it's foggy, the conditions aren't great. Some of them are intoxicated, some of them aren't, but some of them are. There's a little and, bit of supposition there, though. Yeah, yeah. So the, okay. from the descriptions that we have, 
it sounds like there's this writer who is apparently headless, very oddly proportioned, and he starts mm-hmm. chasing Ichabod Crane. And they start riding. And Mr. Crane would would reasonably, you know, given his prior description of being very superstitious, is reasonably terrified. And he ends up on his horse running to this um, covered bridge, which he believed was a sort of boundary that this headless horseman could not pass, that that Hessian uh, mercenary couldn't pass. So he dashes over this bridge. And once he's on the other side, the Hessian horseman stops. But, you know, because he can't pass. But the horseman takes, takes something in his hand, which... Again, to some some witnesses who utilizing some <laughs> supposition, some of their belief systems, believed okay. it was his head, rears his arm back and throws it at Mr. Crane. That's a crime. Well, that would be assault. Yes. Yes, that would be. Yeah. Yes, because it, it, it strikes Mr. Crane. So that would be assault. That would be assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah i mean because it's it's a it's an unwanted offensive touch see now I, i'm wondering here though that if it's a physical object actually hit mr crane mm-hmm. how is it a ghost is this not someone in a costume is this not the beginning of the Halloween tradition of wearing costumes. I'm really suspect on this. Right. Me, well, me too. Because after this, Ichabod disappears. So he's hit, I- Ichabod is hit with this object, which is assault. We, we've already covered that. Okay. He falls off his horse. There are several witnesses who do see him fall off his horse. Okay. And then his horse the next morning is found back back at home near its stables but Ichabod is gone and no one sees nowhere to be seen nowhere to be seen nowhere the only thing that they could find of Ichabod Crane was his hat and uh, a a broken jack pumpkin jack-o'-lantern jack-o'-lantern I'm gonna say that's a crime yeah I'm going to say that's a crime. It's a crime. Right. We don't know, but it's, it's, I think there's attempted murder, kidnapping, something. I think it's a crime. Yeah. Was he kidnapped? Was he killed? We don't know. I mean, we do know that he, he had just been turned down by Katrina Van Tassel after having been in an extended tense setting with, with Abraham Van Brunt for Katrina Van Tassel's affection. So he had a romantic rival turned down by the romantic object and now he's gone yeah uh, it, it's it's all suspect I, right? I i just yeah i mean and so here's the thing i i i don't know if he ran away and here's why here's why like if, if he ran away i would think we would have heard something else about him say in another town right? You know, yes, yes, the name exactly. Ichabod isn't exactly a common name. So <laughs> exactly. some other, you know, tall, lanky guy who has, who loves stories and older women with a bizarre, and it has a bizarre town, name yeah. with a bizarre, bizarre name turns up in yeah. another town. There might be something written about that, right? Nothing. Agreed. Nothing. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Something's not right. And, and, and hang on. Have you, no, I know I'm the one that does genealogy and, and I, I haven't looked yet, but is there any indication of a death certificate for this man? No. In any other town? Yeah. No. See? No. See? Yeah. See? That, yeah. That's, that, that kind that's of another makes me point. think that he was maybe kidnapped and killed. Maybe he was, yeah. maybe he was killed right then. But, but yeah. here's the other thing. I don't know. I don't think there's enough evidence here to determine whether it was murder. So like someone who intent, you know, he was intentionally killed. Right. Say he was, he was knocked out when he fell down. He was then kidnapped and then killed at a later location. And then, and then his body was disposed of. Or if he was knocked out and fell and that's what killed him. And it was an accidental death, but then his body was disposed of to hide the crime. 
And see, if I was, if I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If I was the defense attorney for this person in a headless horse costume or whatever, I would immediately say, um, I only hit him with the head. Yes, I may be guilty of assault, but I saw him walk away, you know, my, my, or my client saw him walk away. Maybe he has amnesia. Maybe he's living uh, somewhere I, under see, another that's name. That's not a great but defense, that would, though. That's not a great defense uh, because it's your statement as a defendant. Yeah, not, yeah true, not the best defense. True. Not but there's not a lot to go on with defense-wise there, so... No, there's not. There's no body. It, it's no body. No, and 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 the hat's there. The guy's disappeared, mm-hmm. so... After a confrontation. It's plausible. And at, well, after a long dispute and confrontation... He's dis- with, And he's despondent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. We don't know. All, all we can say is assault at this point. Yes, assault at this point, a lot of, I think, utilization of a person's fear to intentionally scare them. Um, So that, you know, this is not, now this is not actually a crime, but it would be a tort, the intentional infliction of emotional distress. (gasps) Yes, civil case. Yeah. If he ever reappeared. Right, if he ever did. Yeah. Which I see... Hmm. Now here's okay. Here's the thing. Here's why, at least in my opinion, after reading this report, I think, I think he did die, and I do think it was accidental, which would would be like negligent homicide, or, or well, actually no, more like okay. manslaughter. So we had already talked about his his tense competition with Abraham Van right. for for the marriage of Katrina Van Tassel and all of that sort of financial, um, the, 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 fi- the, like the financial benefits that would go with, with right, the right. marriage to her and sort of like the incentive to marry her. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and, and he and Abraham had been going into it for quite a while. Um, Katrina turns him down. So now he's despondent, but again, he was still in that prolonged dispute with Abraham. So right. I do think that Abraham, who was a younger man, um, was known around town and even reported by at least one of these eyewitnesses to have been a very good horseman. Uh, I think that Van Brom put on a costume. Is in the costume? Was in the costume on a horse with a pumpkin head, jack-o'-lantern. No way! Chased Ichabod, knowing that Ichabod had all of these superstitions and fear and knowing that Ichabod would be absolutely terrified and would probably run away. It's the other dude! Threw the pumpkin at Ichabod. And I think that when he threw it at Ichabod, it hit Ichabod. Ichabod fell from his horse and Ichabod died, which happened. I mean, that used to happen. Falls from horses were very dangerous. I mean, people could break their legs. They could die. They, I mean, they, it was a very, very... Could break a neck? Yeah, they could break a neck. I mean, like, it was very dangerous. People could be hurt all the time just from, from, from falling from a horse. Super dangerous. So what I think happened is Van Brom engaged in this prank as he called it or what will what he would probably presume to call it a prank which ended up killing ichabod at that point then van braun realizes that ichabod is dead doesn't want you know doesn't want to ruin the rest of his life for having murdered murdered his religion or uh, his his romantic rival Right. Buries the body and disposes of it, and no one ever sees Ichabod again. And then from there, that's a just, crime. Yes, that is a crime. Disposing of the body. Well, it's so manslaughter, and then disposal of the body and hiding yep. the body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or at this point, obstruction of justice. Yes. Yes. And you know, and then he just gets on along out. Or I'm sorry. Then he just goes about his life. Marries about Katrina his... Van Tassel. Wow. Comes very wealthy. Which wouldn't have happened had everyone known that he killed Ichabod. See, yeah, that wow. I, you know, I, I did not, I did not see that. I did not see that. I mean, guy. that that's just that is just, just my opinion. 
but that is my opinion after reading the full report from Mr. Irving, along with some of these witness statements that he incorporated into his report, along with his own theories. I think this is the most logical conclusion. It is. And, 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 you know, I was originally thinking and going with the idea that, you know, maybe it was a person in a costume, you know, like, like a young, a young person, a teenager. And this was, you know, them just fooling around and, oh, there's this legend. Let's, you know, let's spook everybody out. But I did not see that coming, that it could have been his, the romantic rival. I mean, it usually is. You know, in crimes like these, it's the romantic rival, or it's the husband, or it's the wife. It's always right. someone you know. In your circle. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Didn't even th- see that. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I, I, so, I, so nobody's ever arrested? No. No, Van Brom marries Van Tassel. He, you know, she inherits her father's wealth. He, as her husband... Obviously, you know, is in control of that wealth, and mm-hmm. they are just little local wealthy leaders in Sleepy Hollow. Was this this quote unquote headless horseman ever seen again? No. Well, I take that back. I take that back. Let me. So let 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 me let me let me qualify that. Okay. There's no evidence he was ever seen before either. Oh, <gasps> true. Ooh, right? It was a, so, like a legend. He was a legend. Right. And so this was the only time he was apparently seen. But. But it's. But you was know, he, me, you know, you said the eyewitnesses were really kind of from a little bit of a distance. Yeah. some And some of them were leaving this party and they were intoxicated. Sure. Huh. Yeah, and, wow. And, see, and here's the thing is because there's no evidence he was seen before. I can't unequivocally say he was, he wasn't seen after. Right. But there are no, there are no further reports in the town. Um, I mean, because Sleepy Hollow still exists. It's still the town of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, did you look at their records and, and see if, if anybody's ever seen it again or anything? I did. And, Any and there are no official reports of him being seen okay. again. There are still stories of him popping up over the years, but they're the sure. same type of story as the, the superstitious stories from Legends. prior to this event, right? That yeah. someone who knows someone who knows someone saw him. Right. And, and they right. Just, Somebody's and, and, friend of a friend right. of a friend of a friend. Right. And that of course means that he was, that he was out and about and, and people witnessed him and he is obviously there when no yeah. one can really say, but I will say there are no other investigations or official reports that mention the headless horseman. Oh, I think you nailed it. I think it's the, it's the romantic rival. Mm-hmm. I mean, Right away, I'm thinking a young person in a costume, you know, playing some pranks on the town. Um, I'm thinking this is where the whole, possibly the whole trick or treat thing comes up, Um, you know, and and, and this, you know, in later years, this, this, I mean, it just sounds so right. And, and, but the rival, you know, didn't even. Now, here's the thing is he was already turned down. By Katrina Van Tassel. So he asked her to marry him and she turned him down. So at this point, Van Braum wouldn't really have much of a motive unless Van Braum was already upset. I mean, they had, again, there's a report in here. Mr. Irving states that they had been, there had been this, this major tension for an extended period of time between the three of them, mm-hmm. especially between Van Braum and, and Crane. And so even though Van Tassel turned Crane down, I still think there's enough. I still think there's enough of a motive on well, behalf is, of Van Brom. There is a motive for Van Brom because, like you said, I mean, there's already this tension between these two men. If he wasn't at the party, he wouldn't have known. But he, he was at the party. He was. He was at the party. But even if he okay. was, though. Well, he, well, hang tight. There's no, hang there's tight. no guarantee that he knew Katrina turned him down unless she told True. him. But even if she told him, I wonder if her telling Van Braun, and this is again, supposition, 
But mm-hmm. I wonder if she, if she tells Van Braun that Crane has just asked her to marry him and she's turned him down. I wonder if that made Van Braun even more upset. See, that's what I was thinking. He gets even more angry because this this lanky, creepy dude that he does not like, that he has been fighting with for a long time, has mm-hmm. dared to ask his you know, betrothed or his, his woman, you know, his, well, it, not, they weren't betrothed, but he, he wanted to be, you know, he his, wanted to be, but, but, right? but his, the woman he's in love with, um, this creepy guy has dared to ask her to marry him. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is definitely motive. I would, I would think he would have been totally pissed off. Yeah. You know, throwing some toxic, mas- toxic masculinity, Absolutely. You know, right on. Right on, little murder. Here we go. You know, I mean, he thinks he owns this woman. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not even engaged. He hasn't even asked her to marry him yet. But he thinks he owns this woman. She's his property. Uh, you know, obviously, if he marries her, she is his property. And, you know, she doesn't inherit her father's riches. He does. Mm-hmm. And, and here's this guy that's dared to ask her. Oh, yeah, that's motive. That is some 1790 motive. Yeah. I'm going to say so we that, got that's it. What I ding, think. ding, ding. Yep. That's, that's a crime. That's a crime. I so yep. I, I think that, that this would have been manslaughter because I don't, I don't know if there was an attempt or like a, a purpose Intent to, kill. to murder, to murder him as opposed to a lot of anger and an attempt to scare him and maybe chase him away and make like hurt him for sure. Assault him but maybe not murder him. But Yeah, cri- definitely a crime of passion. Yeah. So I would I would I would say as an attorney looking at at this report and these witness statements, I would mm-hmm. guess manslaughter, obstruction of justice, you know, by by hiding the body, disposing of the body after the fact. Um and then you you know if we were going to Detroit right. land, if, if he were alive in Detroit land, it would have been, you know, criminal land would have been assault as opposed to manslaughter. Right. Detroit land would have been intentional infliction of emotional distress. Damn. Scary stuff. You know, the, the, I love it. The ghosts, it's very Halloweeny. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling, I don't know when the, 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 um, the very strange uh, practice of going trick-or-treating and jack-o'-lanterns and all those things started. But this really sounds like a bit of a beginning for yeah. that whole practice. Yeah. And a holiday was born. And a holiday was born. You know, we're pretty creepy in America. I just got to say that. We are. We we love all this creepy we're stuff. Sinister. We love jack-o'-lanterns because what? They're supposed to keep yeah. evil away? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Really weird. Really, really weird to me. Wow. This is this was a good one. Thanks. Thanks for sharing this one. Now I'm scared. I'm going to, I'm not going to sleep with all the lights off tonight because I, I'm a little, uh, headless horseman scared and, and what have you. So, uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate Maybe your, that. Um, your vicious dogs can protect you. Yeah. My little vicious Yorkies. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. They're useless. Yeah. Yes, they're useless. Very much so. so. They are. Yeah. Mm. They're cute, but yeah, no, they're, they're useless. They're useless. I don't know if I would call them dogs. No, 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 they're not. They're, they're the furthest away from, uh, their ancestors that is possible. Yeah. 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 Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening to this scary, scary, uh, cold case. Uh, never solved, never solved. Uh, a man disappeared. What happened to him? We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, no death certificate. No Nothing. further and reports it, it, about him in any other town. Exactly. So it, it, this one, you know, really brings home the point that um, it's recent enough, 1790, that this could, this person could be on someone's family tree. And maybe there is some family information. Yeah. I don't, we don't know did, if Mr. Crane had uh, siblings. Or cousins. Yeah, we don't know because none of that information is in this report. It doesn't look like Mr. Irving was trying to gather that type of background material on Mr. Crane. He only had enough material on Crane once he entered Sleepy Hollow. 
Right. So I don't know if, I don't know what his family situation was. Um, and maybe if he had kids prior to, to, to come yeah. to Sleepy Hollow, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds to me like he was probably a bachelor. Yes. Um, yeah. Just, but, you know, just, he, he I'm getting that feeling. Yeah. But yeah. Just, you know, yeah I, Contraception wasn't the best back then, so who knows? True, true. But I'm, 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 yeah, I'm thinking that he probably was more of an older bachelor uh, Mm -hmm. type, which also was common. Uh, But he, he had family. I mean, he had parents. I mean, Mm -hmm. did he have siblings? I'm sure people didn't generally have one child. Aunts and uncles. There, there's got to be family out there, so there got to be some descendants. So yes, anybody, if you're, if you're listening to this, any of our listeners, um, we love it when you send us messages. Thank you so much. It's been, it's, it's been a blast looking at your messages and this one, you could actually have this person on your family tree. You know, we'd what? love to know. I'm going to call it my aunt. So her, you know, we're there. She's, she's actually from that area in upstate New York. And, um, her dad used to own, um, an old bookstore and they did a lot of it. Yeah. And and, and antiques, antique books. So I'm going to, I'm going to call her up and see if maybe she has any information or, or any contacts who can, who can do some digging. Oh yeah, that would be definitely really bring that in next week. Cause I am, I am really interested to know yeah. uh, if, if there's any further information out there. I mean, this one relatively considering all of the cases we've gone over, this mm-hmm. one is really more recent right. and, you know, in the United States, one that we might be able to get some information on. Crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. And, uh, We'll be back next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this cold case. Unfortunately, I don't think this one is going to be solved either. But Alyssa, in her uh, wisdom as a an attorney, if you can call her that, did give us loosely. some ideas of loosely uh, gave us some ideas of what it could be. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to give us a high rating, and we'll see you next week. And visit our website, coldcasefileshappilyeverafter.com. That's right. I forgot that one. Thanks for adding that in. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great Halloween. Bye.